Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues, the last 25 minutes of this Monday edition, October the 24th. We thank you for listening to AFR. Uh, Steve Jordahl joins us now. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Ed Tagliano and I'm, I'm back. Yes, and I'm Tim Wildman. I almost was late, fellas, for the for the this segment. Popcorn? Hey, listen, it I was, was it would have been worth it. You were talking college football I was talking in the college. hallway. That you know how you uh you know how to get a substitute teacher distracted in <laughs> class? <laughs> yes. You know how everybody well, kids pick up on what they need to ask them about or that's talk right. about? That's right. Uh it's a, it, that's my weakness is, is somebody wants to get me distracted. They just talk to me about college football. Cause I got opinions. You know, I, I, I taught for a year, uh, in Arkansas in North, yeah. uh, North Little Rock, uh, area, uh, abundant life Christian school in Sherwood, okay. uh, Arkansas. And I taught junior high and high school history. I loved it. Had a great time for a year. I was working with, uh, uh, my old Bible college roommates, uh, first church in, in that area. So I was working full time at the, at the school and I loved every, every minute of it, but they, they knew how to the get students, me, the students knew how to get me off the subject and uh, the subject at hand. Right. They would bring up issues like I talk about on this program, right? political issues. Right. Hey, Mr. V. Okay. They, they, they didn't want to say Vitagliano. Right, so I was Mr. Right. V. Hey, Mr. V, what do you think about such and such? And, of course, sometimes it would work. I'd get on a rant, you know, and kill half the class because they'd keep it going. Well, what about this? You, 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 you mean you <laughs> – One more so, question. Yeah, one more question. So they, yeah. they can be pretty pretty sly. They didn't know enough to talk to you about Boston Bruins hockey, right? No, no, no. Okay, because that, that would have got you off track it, it, too. It would have, but uh, <laughs> their, their uh, lack of depth of knowledge would have become quickly evident. And yeah. I was, I was a little, I, I'm, I'm pretty sharp too. On occasion, I knew sometimes what they were doing, but yeah. anyway, that's a good school, by well, the way, if you're in that area, check it out. Abundant life. My, uh, my proudest moment as a substitute teacher. And I was one in the nineties, uh, public school, high school came, uh, it was actually a middle school class came when a student thought they were going to get me. They came up with like a trivial pursuit card out of random and they asked me uh an answer and the question was something about who was the rbi leader for the boston red sox in the 1975 whatever yeah and and for some reason the name came i might have been rico rico petroselli it might have been him my favorite player i don't know if but i do know that whoever it was i nailed it right on and they just they their eyes got really wide and i was like the the substitute of the year from then on out. <laughs> well, Rico Petroselli, being Italian, That's was, right. was my been... favorite player when I was growing so up. I was thought I don't it was know Petricelli. if he was RBI. Huh? I always thought it was Petrocelli. Good grief. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the TV show. There was a TV show, oh, okay. I think, Petrocelli. Yeah. Go, Steve. Well, some breaking news. I don't know much about this because the news just came out, but the Justice Department at uh, – at, uh, 11.30 our time at about a half an hour, I believe. No, I'm sorry. In uh, At 1.30 Eastern, 12.30 our time, is going to hold a press conference. Uh, they are going to unveil a significant national security case regarding malign influence schemes and alleged criminal activity by a nation-state actor. That's a lot of words to say. 
they got a big announcement, and a lot of the top brass is going to be there, so people think it's fairly important. And um, it's they're looking – I'm not clear whether it's a foreign government that they're saying has some malign activity. Who, who's going to be having making this announcement? The DOJ. Really? The U.S. Department of Justice. This just came down 10 minutes ago. So, so I, I, okay, so I'm guessing. I'm going to guess. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm I don't gonna, really either, other than what I just said. I, so. I am going to make a prediction. Yes. With zero information other than what you just said. Russia's done something, and they're gonna. And the DOJ is got evidence to prove Russia or China. Well, I, I hesitate. I, I would be, I'd be surprised if it's China. They should talk about China. I think China is running rampant. Their influence, uh, college campuses around here through yeah. businesses. They're buying up farms. They're buying up you know next Police stations and oh yes, City, yeah. it's, that, that's what it should be. But I'm guessing it's Russia because. Uh, there's probably going to be an allegation of collusion with Republicans. Okay, They've so, got to come up with something here in the last two weeks before the election. Well, their wording is uh, influence schemes and alleged criminal activities by a nation-state actor. Is there any way that you could read Donald Trump into no. being a nation-state actor? No, I don't think so. I, I, this nation-state would mean... I mean, he's an individual. U.S. is a nation state. He was, well, yeah, yeah, but that it would that All would right. be in it. Anyway, yeah. we'll find out when is yes. that going to be. Uh, at twelve thirty central and uh, one thirty eastern. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right. Well, maybe, uh, other maybe, maybe they're going to announce like the Vatican's a threat. <laughs> now, uh, you know, the Swiss Guard. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. All right. What do you got next? Uh, just another bit of breaking news. There was a uh, school shooting in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, active shooter. They had the suspect in custody this morning. Six people, at least two students injured. No reports of death. This, um, uh, the gunshot, the wounds were from gunshot wounds to shrapnel injuries and cardiac arrest. So um, shooting at a school in at St. A school Louis. In St. Louis. Did school. you guys see where fifty people were shot in Chicago over the weekend? Yeah, you had, you had sent that out just before we uh, came on. Came good on, on night. The program. I mean, that's just wow. That's like a war zone or something. Well, of, course, of course, I know it's every weekend yeah. in Chicago, but that just seems extraordinarily high. Uh, Another bloody weekend in which over fifty people were shot, including a fourteen-year-old boy on a playground and three men with gang affiliations killed at a drag racing incident. That involved nearly a hundred cars. Authorities said Monday morning. I'm reading from a Fox News story. The violence occurred from 6 p.m. Friday to 11:59 p.m. on Sunday, so all weekend long. And I mentioned this last week or the week before. There have been some big corporations announced that they were leaving Chicago because of the crime problem. Uh, the uh, I'm trying to think the latest one. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I have to look this up. I want to say John Deere, but maybe it's somebody Caterpillar. I think it was Caterpillar. Um, but, well, these companies can't their their employees right. are are not safe. I mean, it's not even just big corporations; it's smaller right. businesses. They're closing down. They're leaving bakeries, and it makes you wonder what's going to happen ultimately to the tax base of the city of Chicago. Right? You know, if if all these companies keep moving out because of the crime problem, and we're reading every week about. You know, drugstores shutting down, uh, Starbucks uh, saying they're they're closing down stores, and they're all citing violence uh, oh, yeah. and, cri- and criminal activity. And in California, some of these big cities, Los Angeles, is overrun with the homeless. 
that these people have businesses. Some of them have been in, in business for generations. And they just say, listen, the homeless people keep breaking into our into our uh, business, and we can't stay open. It's sad, very sad. In San Francisco, they had the law that said if you stole anything under like $900, that they wouldn't even prosecute you. How long is that going to? Yeah, because they was- big- Charged with Tyson Foods was the uh, was the yeah. company I was trying to think of that uh, also announced that they were leaving Chicago and consolidating their business efforts back in their home base in Northwest Arkansas. So, uh, yep. Again, the, the well, it, 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 it's the collapse of big city America. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't know that they they can recover uh, at least for for the foreseeable future. By recover, I mean get crime under control. Uh, and and so that they can you know welcome tourists back and also yeah. uh, I mean, trying to get tourists to come to New York right now. I mean right. it's still a, a, a top tourist destination in the world, but people are scared. A lot, a lot of people are not going to these big cities because they're scared. Uh, well, and think of it. Think of this from a minority perspective. I mean, we have three white guys here. Okay, so we're going to think about this from a minority perspective. How about a, a human perspective? If you're stuck in a big city, your schools are filled with drugs, gang influence. They're not, you're not only are they not teaching your kids, but what they are teaching them is a bunch of woke garbage and nobody can get a job because smaller businesses are leaving. They're shutting their doors. Big companies and corporations are leaving stores where you buy stuff are shutting down. You talked about in San Francisco, but, you know, we all heard about the, uh, you know, like Walgreens and CVS, uh, grocery stores shutting down. So you, you, no education, no jobs, nowhere to shop, and you're overwhelmed with run with criminals and your district attorney won't prosecute because they're woke and they were elected uh, using George Soros' money. And, uh, what you're talking about, Tim, you're talking about the destruction of big city America. Everything you guys are saying is true, uh, factually true, but I have to warn you, uh, according to Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner, you guys are being racist by even bringing this up. Yes. Listen to Cut 13. Part of the Republican playbook, as you well know, is to point a finger at large, diverse cities and say large, diverse cities are lawless. Does that remind you of anything? You ever heard that before? Those of you in the press are students of history. You're aware of the Southern strategy. What we see here is the same old playbook, which is about coded and racist messaging. It's about blaming the biggest city in Pennsylvania with the most diverse population for having the same national struggle that we have with gun violence everywhere and even having increases that are less than the committee's counties. All right. Well, so, the, okay. The stats don't bear that out, what he's talking about there. That, that this, basically, what I hear this fellow saying is it's no different than in the past crime in the big cities, violent crime. Is that what he's saying? That's, that is what he's saying, and he's saying the fact that we're talking about big city big cities collapsing is because we have racial motivations. Okay. What was this guy's name? Larry Krasner. Larry Krasner. Fine. Keep doing what you're doing, Larry. All right. I don't live in a big city. I I, I have right. no, I have no dog in this fight. It's not for racial reasons. I'm talking about this. 
go ahead, keep doing what you're doing. Right. And we'll find out in five years who's telling the truth here. Uh, you're, you're accusing us of being racist. So all that I just described about what's happening in inner cities, okay, it's not happening. I'm a racist because I'm a white guy talking about the inner cities. Uh, go ahead. Keep doing what you're doing. What, what no he, skin off my what, nose. What did he mean by the Southern strategy? Uh, he's, he's talking about the Southern strategy was the, the, uh, the turning of what was traditionally a solid Democratic voting bloc. Okay, the southern states. The solid south of the Democrats? The solid south of the Democrats, the southern strategy. The middle part of the 20th century. Was turning that into a solid red voting right. uh, part of the country uh, with Reagan. Okay, turning that. And that what, the, what their argument is, the way they turned it from blue to red was appealing to racial fears. Okay. Which oh, okay. Is, That's which what is, he's saying is going on here with which the, is controversial. I so he's saying when people like us point out the rise in violent crime or quote gun violence, that's racially that's a that's a that's a racial dog whistle. Yeah, I, I don't I don't it know. Where actually, it began before Reagan. It, it was part of Nixon's strategy, uh, and um, so George Wallace also running. In 1968, but he ran as a Democrat he, or an he, well, independent. Then, then he ran as a as an independent. But the argument is that it changed from solid blue to solid red, by and large, uh, because of an appeal to racial fears. Of that's black what he's people. calling the Southern strategy. Yes. Never let facts get in okay. the way of a good. Day. Well, you know what? Like you said, Ed, uh, we have no uh, dog in this hunt, so to speak. So I think what they're going to find in these big cities, I think is a reaction among Democrat voters against uh, lawlessness and the uh, district attorneys that are letting criminals back out on the street every day when they should be behind bars. I just think there's going to be a reaction because of self-interest and so and safety. So is that going to be racially motivated, no, this guy right here? No. What is he going to say, the voters? He's not going to have anything left to say. Right. The, the voters who say, I'm tired of living in a, in a, a collapsing city right, right. because of Democrats. Run by policies, all Democrats. Run by all Democrats. And have been yes. for decades. For, for forever. Yeah. You know, for the last 75 years. If they we, go by the playbook that they, we've seen lately from the Democrats, they're going to say Republicans want to defund the police, and that's the reason. I kid you not. They're saying the, that Republicans want yes, to defund the some police? Of them are. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you know, you can start with. Uh, with keeping violent criminals in prison and not letting them back out on the street like a turnstile. Right. You can start there. And I think that's what, uh, that, 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 that's the Demo you're talking about a playbook. That's the, not all Democrats, because there is a war going on inside the Democratic Party over this very thing we're talking about here. But there are there are uh, the this idea that that punishing crime is itself racist is uh, I don't think that's flying any longer if it ever did in in uh, big city America I think a lot of the a lot of people who are suffering the consequences of this are going listen I don't care whether the guy is black white or yellow or green. If he's committing violent acts in our community, lock him up and lock him up for a long time. Yes. 
and you're going to find, I think you'll increasingly find black people being the one who say that or Hispanics yes, they are. in the inner cities. They are. They're, they're saying, uh, lock him up and keep him away from us. Him being the criminal yes. that is a criminal who's a man of color, a young man of color. They're going to say, you keep letting this guy out, and he keeps coming back right. to our neighborhood. Right. It's the same thing. Right. Every When we read about these horrible crimes, there's a, the, the, the person always has a, a long rap sheet. Right. So, all right, you're listening to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. That, the the, 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 the uh, red flag for me always is when these uh, – these, uh, People, these liberals say gun violence. Yeah. Yes. Gun violence. As if guns get, you know, get out of the drawer every morning and, you know, wake up and say, I'm going to go out on the street and find me somebody to kill or shoot. Yes. Uh, because I, gun violence is I, everywhere. I got to, I got to say this. What happened was not funny. The comment I read about it was funny. Uh, there's this, I read this story this morning. This part's not funny. Okay. This is on in Australia. Two guys are riding down one of the highways in Australia, and they're firing off a potato gun at yeah. cars. Do you have right. that? No, I, I, wanna... I saw it. I, okay. I didn't bring it in. So, unfortunately and sadly, they hit another driver with a potato, and it caused, uh, I think, fractured his orbital bone. Oh. And the guy in surgery lost an eye. Okay, that part's not funny. What was funny was the comment, one of the comments I read, and it says... If if you outlaw potatoes, only outlaws will have potatoes. <laughs> and it was just a funny play on the argument about gun violence. He was talking about potato violence, and I it was just it was a fun just a funny insight of a very sad story. Well, but when, when when liberals cite quote gun violence, what they're wanting to do is exonerate the personal responsibility of the people uh, sh- shooting right. other people with guns, mm-hmm. huh? That's what they're trying to do. Yes. Is all right, Steve. And again, I didn't bring it in, but I did see Joe Biden's latest uh, latest talk on guns. He said he doesn't want to allow um, any more than eight bullets in a single round. In a single round, he said. <laughs> yeah, uh, eight bullets. He, he's talking about in a single magazine. magazine is what right. he wanted to but, say. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, uh, but, but the president did say he owns two shotguns. He does. Yeah. That's so. When he can get his thoughts together, he was talking on uh, MSNBC the other day about whether or not he was going to run again, and um, he was asked uh, what Dr. Jill thought about this. I want you to listen to this answer. Cut fifteen. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again, and we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that uh, that I uh, that that we're that we're doing something very important. Mr. President, Mr. President, wake up. Now, that that was not altered. No, no. That would that odd that odd silence, silence. And then the reporter having to, you know, hey, grandpa, wake up. (laughs) Well, that last thing was me in case you didn't recognize my voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, guys. Again, I, I about a year ago, I I made a a predict. I guess you could call it a prediction. Uh, something that might very well happen. Let me put it that way. I don't know if you qualify that as a prediction. 
and that is that Biden resigns after the midterm elections. That wouldn't surprise me at all because clearly everyone knows the fella is unfit to be the CEO of America. Uh, whether you agree with his politics or not, he's, he's mentally on the decline and fast. And so, uh, you, you can't have, it's dangerous to have that kind of a, per, that kind of person in the position of being the leader of the free world. Now, which also then begs the question, well, who's in charge if he isn't, you know, what's the, the, the but, 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 but let me just finish that. So, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if in fact the Republicans, uh, you know, soundly beat the Democrats in two weeks across the country. And let's say they take the Senate by two or three votes. Let's t- say they take the House of Representatives by 15 to 20 margin. They flip all the chairmanships and all the committees in the House and the Senate. Uh, Biden has, there's nothing he can do. He can't do anything now anyway. Neither could Trump, neither could Obama, since the Congress being what it is, so evenly split. Uh, couldn't do, I'm talking about legislatively. They can do things executive uh, with their executive orders and so forth. But it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if he resigned as a, and part of the resignation would be sort of a plea deal with the Republicans. Listen, uh, Biden, uh, sort of, now I'm, I'm getting sort of conspiratorial here, but l- hear me out. So Biden says, uh, I will resign. I will step down if you won't investigate Hunter Biden, my son, and have hearings and so forth. So, and secondly, he's not capable of carrying on his duties as president of the United States anyway, for the reasons I mentioned a few minutes ago, which everybody sees it's obvious what's happening here. So uh, I I think he could, I think he could step down between now and January. I I really do. Go ahead. The only pushback I have would be that Democrats know that waiting in the wings is Kamala Harris. And if, if, well, you got to roll the dice. If Biden's mental capacity is declining, Kamala's never was. Well, so, listen, I, I know, but they—they're the, the Joe Biden is the one who put the put yeah. put this put the Democrats, and they did it to themselves in this position. I think they were expecting more of Kamala Harris, the vice president, um, and it's just not there. There's not a lot of substance there. But I think you know you're you kind of like got to throw the hail mary. Uh, if you're the Democrats, Biden is not the answer going forward, especially for the next two years. He's uh, the idea of him running again is just absurd. Right. And and uh, secondly, so I, I think you got to, you know, your your quarterbacks taken off the field and on a stretcher, and you got to uh, your your backup isn't able to do anything in practice <laughs> right but you got to put them in anyway because that's the only that's the only uh, thing you got to do yeah and and listen i i would i would expect that kamala harris would not perform well but she might perform Better. well enough or she, she can't do worse republicans yes, are saying oh please oh please oh well I, please. yeah no I, well, I say can't do worse i don't know maybe she can but yeah anyway i'm just saying 
I don't think that what you just the scenario you just yeah. laid out that is not beyond possibility. In fact, it seems likely to me. Yeah. I mean, especially if what if what if President Biden? No, we're at, we're out of time. President <laughs> Biden does something absolutely crazy, calls Jill Biden. You know, he's headed that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Uh, thanks to Fred and Ed and Brent Creeley, our producer. We'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day.